0: Welcome to Soul Leaders Podcast. I'm your host Mills Gray. A little dose of inspiration, high vibes, fun and practical tips to help you level up your leadership, learn from others' success and join us for a natter as I get to know what makes people tick and how they have embraced becoming a soul leader. Welcome back everybody to the next episode of my Soul Leaders podcast and I'm delighted today to be chatting with um, actually one of my clients, I think we can say that, um, so Lewis Heridge, who is the Outdoor Bloke and I'm going to explain a little bit about the Outdoor Bloke. Um, he's an organic health coach, a mountain leader, a bushcraft and survival instructor, an ultra marathon trail runner, my husband would be very jealous of that, and his mission is to help men to take back control of body and mind and feel great again naturally. And Lewis, such a delight to have you on. I don't think I've ever had one of my clients on, so you are the first. So that is exciting. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: It's yeah. To be
1: here.
0: Absolutely. And I think we can say it's Lewis's first podcast. So um, we're, we're going to go. We're going to go in nice and gentle. No, no nothing too scary. Thank you. I think probably the best place to start is just if you could give me a little bit of a background about how you kind of got into your coaching, your your health coaching, your backstory. But I always feel like when I read your bio, it's more than just health coaching. It's like, I don't know, it's like you are fully embracing that kind of back to nature.
1: Yeah, I, I, I am attempting to for sure. Um, I will try and keep this brief because I could probably waffle on for a long time about this. But so my background, really, um, for the last 15 years, I've been um, in working in the outdoor pursuits industry as an outdoor instructor, which is where the, um, the outdoor bloke was first coined. It was just a bit of a joke name, to be honest, but, um, you know, it sort of represented what I was doing, what I was about a little bit. Um, so I was teaching, um, I was taking groups out onto hills, mountains, rock climbing, bushcraft, and, and all all age ranges as well predominantly teenagers um, but also adults business folk um i had my, my own little business as well running bushcraft courses delivering that at a, a very high level as well um for anyone that doesn't know what bushcraft is it's quite literally rubbing sticks together making fire um, living off the land foraging building shelters that type of thing so it's, it was something i i was very passionate about Um, and I'd done that for for a good 10 years and you know it it really filled my soul I now I now realize that that sort of work did fill my soul but I did get to a point where it was a few years back where I took a bit of a turn and took a you know a a crash basically Uh, and that that crash was um really because I've become overworked burnt out my daughter was born at that period of time as well. So that sort of threw my mindset completely in a positive way. But, you know, like there was some big struggles around that. So, um, you know, and then so the in the the outdoor bloke became the indoor bloke. That's what I that's how I describe it. And, and, and that was where I sort of, you know, took on, um, I, I became a lot more stressed and overwhelmed and what I call the caged animal. There was this Animal inside me that just wanted to get out and s- scratch around, and and I was sort of pulled into that sort of rap, more typical sort of rap race type thing. Um, so I took a little mission, my own little mission to um, rewild myself, get back to what I knew, you know, and um, and that was it. And that's where that journey of the sort of coaching stepped in. So I was out rewilding myself, going out to wild and places myself on adventures running marathons ultra marathons but it covered so many different things and and during that time i also retrained um, as a as a health coach and because i wanted to i'd learned so much that i wanted to try and package it up type thing and offer it out to other people um because i felt the benefits myself and wanted to wanted to share that basically
0: Awesome, Um, and it's um. I'd love to sort of go even further back. What, were you always like that? First of all, like from a child, were you always like Mister Outdoorsy, or is that something that kind of came about as you as you got older, as you had experiences? Like, where did the whole bushcraft thing like even start?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, No, was in. It's a short answer. I I wasn't uh, outdoorsy. You know, really, as a kid, I, I grew up in London. Um, or the suburbs of London I'm not a hard Londoner but um, (laughs) around Kingston Um, so you know I grew up in um, the concrete jungle really so I was always interested in scouts and that sort of stuff Um, but I was quite inspired by um, TV uh, at the time Ray Mears was on TV and I I absolutely loved you know his, his shows which was going back about 15 years or whatever now Um, and I was and I just thought I want to do that and I I was at the age where I was I was at a crossroads where it's like well I I felt myself getting pulled into like the city city life that sort of thing Um, or I was like but I don't I realized I didn't want that quite quickly and so this was like my exit Uh, and I just went about doing that pursuing pursuing that and you know it took me took me a while to go down that route but that that was it really yeah
0: awesome have you um you've traveled as well haven't you i have
1: yeah yeah
0: and did you pick up things from different like i mean i've traveled as well i lived abroad for four and a half years and there's just so much that i think from a coaching perspective different cultures different ways of looking at things different religions spirituality that you can kind of bring in did that influence you quite a bit
1: Oh yeah yeah massively um yeah I, I it was probably when i got to 19 and that was at that point where i was sort of looking for what i wanted to do um and finding myself really and the uh, travel was 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 a big part so I, I i always say that i i took three gap years um and then i went to university after that but then but that wasn't you know where it stopped like for the for the next 10 years it continued. So i've been on uh, i led uh, 24 expeditions so per- personally and professionally so going you know going off the beaten track all around the world you know and meeting and visiting people that are, have completely different lives to us and yeah that has massively influenced you know my my thoughts around life around myself as well you know yeah
0: And your values and things like that have kind of,
1: yeah,
0: that's awesome. I love it. Uh, It's really funny because although we're, you're my client, I'm sort of getting to know more about you and, um, Ray Mears was a massive part of my other half. Would literally, he'd you'd probably get on really well. Ray Mears. <laughs> when we came back yeah. to the UK, I was subjected. What well, I thought was subjected to Ray Mears, I, I, I secretly thought it was quite cool as well. But I just literally had to watch all of them with him all the time. But there's something about um, that I have a real connection with you when it comes to being out in nature and um, the different experiences that you can have, and and a lot for free in terms of you know uh jumping into some cold water or going on a trail you know it's just like all you need really is your sort of mindset your desire your intention to go and do it and I know that you do do quite a lot of things I know that you you know this whole rewilding love -hmm. I I I even just love the word of it because I visualize like I don't know almost like just going and lying in the woods and kind of tree bathing and getting completely back into into nature but you do do cold water therapy you've got play and purpose like tell me a little bit about some of those things your holistic approach to kind of living and also I'd love to know like if you had to pick one for the rest of your life to do out of all of them what would you pick
1: yeah okay all right so um I put a hell of a lot of thought into this this type of question over uh, many years like So my my general philosophy is that nature is the forgotten requirement for for healthy living. Um, And, you know, as a society, we've become so detached from from that. Um, Not just mother nature I'm talking about here either. I'm talking about our own human nature. We've we've just become completely disconnected from what it means to be human. That's my, my beliefs um and it's from what i've seen as well mm. so you know that's always been that sort of idea of rewilding is to get to get back to that organic natural state that we've evolved under and you know i've since learned that you know for two and a half million years we've we've evolved under those conditions and it's only recently since civilization came around that actually and that's only like ten thousand years supposedly um that we've detached ourselves from that and those principles and those philosophies um that we how we'd have lived our life. So you know that the rewilding aspect is is really for me it's about that. Um, but yeah, I do I'll jump in some cold water. Uh, I love I love that. Um, I will sit round fires and have those deep and meaningful chats around a, a nice warm campfire. Love that um but for for me the the most important is is definitely just actually walking in nature you know and it's so simple really it's just going out um I regularly daily would just go out around the local park around here get into some trees uh give myself that time and space to to just listen be mindful to be myself sometimes I'll listen to podcasts or whatever um but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do without it now. And other times I'll go out and I'll I'll do a big adventure out on the mountains, um, which I absolutely love. So that's that's definitely what I couldn't do without nowadays.
0: Yeah, and I think you've included as well as just that movement piece is like it's so important to move our body. And a lot of times someone who might be listening might be going, oh God, does that mean I have to run? It's actually just walking, walking and being surrounded by nature. We recently moved to the woods. Um, and I just can't tell you the whole house is just a different vibe people just people my family <laughs> <laughs> my family seem to be generally a little bit just calmer and I can only put it down to just the amount of trees that are surrounding us and kind of yeah helping us but it's uh I resonate with what you say about that disconnection of being human and okay what, what do you think is to blame for that? Like, is there anything that you could say, "God, that's that's really contributed"? Maybe not fully to blame because there's probably a lot, a lot of micro things that have happened. But is there something that stands yeah. out to you that you kind of go, "That's not
1: helping"? Uh, yeah, well, that's a that's a deep subject, isn't
0: it? Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe a whole other podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's funny because it. Uh, Again, what I have since learned uh, b- b- by becoming a primal health coach is that um, the, the impact that agriculture had on what we... Because we l- lived as hunter-gatherers for millions of years, and agriculture um, changed... The agricultural revolution changed how we lived our lives. So We've become a lot more sedentary. You know, the types of foods and the actions and our behaviours was... Um, completely changed and actually when you look at the the records um we took a bit of a nosedive in terms of uh life expectancy when when we made that transition um we took took a nosedive and 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 our health and all sorts of other illnesses and diseases came about at that point or or not long after that so you know some some people go as far to say that agriculture is the biggest mistake humans have ever made but I wouldn't quite go that far, but, but that's sort of, you know, probably closer to to my thinking.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's always when there's profit involved, isn't it? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> well, that's another subject as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about your coaching. So who is your kind of ideal client? Um, I know that you sort of talk about um, and I think maybe from a little bit of experience of when you went from outdoor bloke to indoor bloke like that that's a good visual um, description you know a lot of time people uh, tend to just sort of bury their head I think it it takes a lot of guts which you've clearly done to kind of go this is not working for me I need to go and rewild I need to go back to what it was that lit me up made me happy um, yeah. tell me a little bit about your ideal client and sort of where they're at in their journey and how you can help
1: yeah yeah well you, you've probably done a fair job in getting into that a little bit anyway there um, but yeah I, I I work with men nowadays um the uninspired man uh or the uninspired dad so that's who i can relate to i feel most um and you know it's because it's been my journey really very much so um you know someone that's sort of a bit more out feels out of balance in their life uh they feel unsatisfied with where they are and and sluggish in themselves and their energy levels and you know so so maybe someone that's um Live their life fairly unconsciously for for years, you know, probably ten years or whatever, and you sort of look back and you think, all right, what's just happened in my life? And um, and maybe you, you realize you've become a little bit overweight, you've gained weight, you've become unfit, your mind isn't quite sharp, you know, you you know, un- more unsettled, anxieties and stress is setting in, that sort of thing. So so that then that's the sort of person that I work with these days. Um and yeah, I, what was the other question you um
0: you... just about them sort of is it easy to identify okay here I don't even know if this was part of the question, but is it <laughs> <laughs> do they identify with it? Because uh, I feel like a lot of the time I could I could list you 10 people that I know whose perhaps other halves are like that, where you just feel oh they're just they're just existing. And yeah. Do they are they really aware of it, or are they just burying their heads and kind of?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's good. Well, I've coined two two phrases because I again I've done a lot of internal work on myself and looked looked at the the sort of feelings that I was going through. And and I first one is this caged animal type feeling, like you you know you feel stale, you're not quite doing what you want to be doing. So it's but it's deep down. there's another one is closet unhappy happiness so it's like again it's externally you may seem quite happy and chirpy to other people but deep down you're just like oh frustrated yeah um and then what i also call everyday emptiness as well so that is like just it doesn't fulfill you the thought of you know just going through the grind and the nine to five job again and doing the dishwasher, putting the bins out, all this domestication, you know, I've just got so fed up with it in the past, you know, Um, and, and, and so they're, they're the sorts of things, so I, I do think that men know it, but because they're blokes, not just because they're blokes, but because, you know, it's just like, we bury our head in it, we don't, really allow it to come out we we suppress those feelings a lot more um yeah so there's a lot more
0: society pressure isn't there there is so much or even if it's perceived society pressure to you've got your shit together it's all okay you don't grumble about it because your mates are going to be like what's wrong with you you know you're fine but actually probably everyone has that yeah. feeling it's one of them I love those three um they're kind of like marketing expressions they're brilliant <laughs>
1: they're,
0: yeah they're really good because when you describe them it's like the caged animal I can literally visualize it and um, what was the empty the everyday every day, every everyday emptiness. emptiness I mean that literally it relates it relates yeah. and it does take You and I know because we've worked on ourselves. Not everyone works on themselves. It takes work. Even when you're at your best, you still need to work at yourself to get yourself out of those feelings of like, here we go again. Um, So, yeah, that's um, that's insane. Have you just uh, on a side note, have you ever read um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle?
1: No, no, I haven't heard it's that.
0: it's a good book. It it might be a little bit more towards the female, but her whole first chapter is about the caged animal. And she goes to a zoo and she sees okay. like a cheetah, and the yeah. cheetah has to follow this um labrador running in a in a in a car or something something to do with like the car a labrador is attached to, I don't think it's a real labrador I think it's a teddy is <laughs> <It's> attached <laughs> yeah. to the back and that, that's all the cheetah does every day is like chase his car and she just had okay. this like epiphany of like how we are all these caged animals you should read it I think it'd be quite,
1: yeah, quite interesting yeah. for you yeah well um, that's, it's an interesting analogy
0: yeah yeah because yeah. you can really visualize it you can really visualize it I'm like seeing like a kind of tiger or lion like pacing up and down like just yeah. wanting to get out <laughs>
1: um, yeah, well that's,
0: that, that,
1: and, and there's nothing sort of sadder to see is there than, than like these amazing animals beasts in zoos where they're just they're not what they should be doing and, and but we we look at that we look at the zoo and i think a lot of people do feel feel that and see that to some extent but then we but what i see is that is is us that is that is us that is we humans we've we've sort of limited ourselves completely
0: 100 and and if you look at that kind of mirroring if we're doing it to animals why aren't we doing you know why wouldn't we be doing it to ourselves like (laughs) it's
1: it's it's a mindset isn't it yeah yeah
0: completely so um okay moving on to your business so I kind of understand who your ideal client is and I think I know like loads of them (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do. And anyone who's yeah. listening, uh, I know that a lot of my audience tends to be females, but they're probably living with someone who is like that. Um, so yeah, I will definitely put your details in the in the show notes. Um right, yeah. moving into kind of growing a business, because this is a, a business podcast as well, where I yeah. like to interview people who are, uh, you know, uh, sort of have got tips for other people. Um, what's been the most kind of eye-opening? Perhaps it's not been as easy as you thought it would, you know, would be or something that's come super easy. I'd love you to just share how your journey has been with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, business does not come naturally to me, I, is, is the one of the, the key things. You know, like, as I've sort of explained, I, I am much more comfortable halfway up a mountain with, with wind and rain and snow than I am sort of sat in front of a computer. Um, so I've really had to work work on on that and obviously you know it's been really important to for me to to take on mentors like yourself and, and work with 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 um, you know coaches myself I think one of the biggest things I have struggled with is again so, well it's visibility social media um, and really just putting myself out there. Because, you know, I think before before this, before I started being a bit more focused on business, I, you know, I I didn't have, I had a a a Facebook account because I started it whatever, 15 years ago. And I put some drunk pictures of me on there every now and then. That was about (laughs) it. I didn't post anything. I wasn't interested in that, that side of things. But now, now I've had to step into that. And like it's just learning learning that for me has been really tough Um, but i can see that that's where people the eyeballs are you know so that it is important to put that message out there put it out consistently be authentic as well you know be who you are um but also talk your truth so they're the the sort of things that i'm struggling i'm still struggling with to some extent work Um, in progress yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah um yeah and then what so and then the other one was like what's come easily to me um uh, well for for that it's probably um again because because i i'm i'm a i'm someone that can can chat to to most people one-to-one really well really easily i know that um so if I go out and do some networking for example like that's that's all right I'm happy with that I know that causes anxieties for people um but I'm absolutely fine with that yeah
0: um
1: because that's where I know my strengths lie but then it's then the the connecting the dots after that where I'm terrible (laughs) (laughs)
0: you're not terrible no I'm not terrible (laughs) no yeah yeah. I I, I think I think growing a business is it's a hard it's a hard game and um a lot of the time there are things that we have to take on that in a job role you would never ever have to do and so it takes a certain personality type I would connect it back to your your outdoors though anyway it's like not everybody can do an ultra marathon you know not everybody would even consider it but you know that your body can take it you know like your limitations you know you know where to push yourself and I think that same mindset can just be transferred over into growing a business I I often relate sport and business growth and being like working in synergy it's like the same thing it is the same thing all the work that you do behind the scenes is for that like one race (laughs) Um, but and so so it's that you know you have got the absolute drive to do it because you've shown that you can do and push your body into doing incredible things and so always remember yeah. that um moving on to the ultra marathon I've got a funny story <laughs> for you my husband does one it does one there's one uh he's done two now um yeah. and on boxing day we went and did a park run and I often will wear the t-shirts that he gets given because he just yeah. hands them over to me uh so it was Ooh. new year's day and so I was wearing this ultra marathon top and it, huh. it was like as I think it. It was 70K he'd done. And uh, this woman ran past me on this park run, which is 5K with a buggy, yeah? And a buggy and her dog like sprinted past and she tapped my shoulder and she went, nice t-shirt. And she was wearing the same one. And I was like, oh no, what a fraud. She she did the race as well, like a few days previous. I was like, oh god, it wasn't me. <laughs> Just nicked the t-shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good.
0: <laughs> but um, but but doing those kind of things, you know, they are an in incredible, incredible achievement that you know not everybody can do. So um, I'm I'm always in awe of of that kind of pushing your body to its limitations. Same with getting in cold water. Um, you know you're pushing yeah. your body you're constantly striving to like challenge yourself and get back into that kind of natural state which is admirable
1: um, yeah,
0: yeah. who inspires you
1: um yeah well we've already mentioned Ray Mears. that was that was someone you know back in the day that that absolutely set me on a, a new direction really um more more recently we've in the cold cold water Wim Hof mm-hmm. so you know just I mean his story is pretty incredible anyway like um his back backstory if anyone knows he's he's the ice man if, if you don't know he, he does all sorts of challenges uh, sets all sorts of records of you know controlling his body to such a place that he can sort of sit in cold temperatures minus temperatures for uh, you know hours sort of thing and you know he's got such control over his mind you know so i i find that sort of thing incredible um another another one is probably along the same lines because because of i'm into ultra marathons as well this this uh, an american ultra trail runner called um dean carnazas i don't expect many people have heard of him but um he, he is known as the ultra marathon man and just his story is incredible like um, I think just a couple of the highlights he, he ran nonstop 350 miles just just going you know like it took him something like four days didn't sleep or you know just ran 350 miles he ran 50 marathons in 50 days in 50 states oh wow in, yeah in in the US and then he finished in New York he lived in san francisco and then just decided to run home from that after <laughs> as that. you do <laughs> as you do yeah exactly so this this man is just a, a you know just incredible when and, and i read some of his books and you know when he was talking about the, the what he goes through with, in in that um you know going through his first ultra marathon for example and that was just enough for me to think i want a piece of that and um yeah yeah. so There you go. There's a couple of
0: wow. Yeah. Awesome. There. I will check out that last guy because um, I haven't heard of him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's. He, he, I don't think he's very well known, but he's he is in, in his amongst. own little space. So I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you um, uh, a, a link to him. Yeah. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that would be awesome. And, and then finally, just to finish off, what is the best bit of advice that you have received? Um, which is always a bit of a hard question, I think. But and also, what's the best advice to give?
1: Mm. yeah it is it is i I, um it i i always it's not not really advice that i was given but it was something that to me stands out as maybe inspiration Mm. um and it was along the lines of just go you know when i was at college it was go out live your life and um you know Chase your dreams type thing, you know, something a bit cheesy, but it was something that really sort of stuck, stuck with me, and it was, you know, just like go and live your life type thing. Like, um and that that led to the three years of three gap years that I've talked about, and then going into the the, the bushcraft and you know, going down a different route to to a lot a lot of people rather than getting pulled into the city, as I was saying, going off and doing doing things. So, so that that was probably it's not advice but it was like what captured me back in back in the day sort of thing
0: yeah I I I totally agree I resonate with that massively because I kind of you know went against the grain and I went and became a scuba dive instructor and I was like everyone said oh you you know you're gonna fuck up your career and I was like I don't care (laughs) I just want to go and like actually live and it's it was the most like uh seismic thing i did in my life because it did totally put me on a different path and so yeah it's about i think there's that inner tug isn't there and some people ignore it or aren't aware of it
1: yeah perhaps
0: maybe more than ignoring Mm. it they're just not really conscious of it
1: and those
0: that are lucky enough to be conscious of it it just you just have to follow it
1: yeah yeah and and so that yeah that's like the best advice i could possibly offer Mm someone is is to follow follow your heart you Mm. know that's how I would say that is follow your heart don't not don't follow your head well obviously points you do need to but like you know let the heart guide you and yeah I don't think you can go too far wrong really
0: have you ever done any um heart coherence work it's where they li- it's basically the, the heart and the brain are like fully linked they talk to each other they just ha- i mean it's like i'm so unscientific i'm literally <laughs> like hashing this up really badly but it's about how you can lead with the heart and your brain will kind of the logic side will kind of flow with what the heart wants it's pretty awesome
1: yeah well, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with that but yeah, oh, that's I can, good i can definitely go go with that
0: yeah yeah awesome and then finally where can people find you so What's your best best way to be connected?
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm on the sort of so Instagram is where I mostly sort of post, but I'm um, Facebook and and, and um, LinkedIn as well. Instagram's definitely the better one. I've also have a website. It's it's the uh, www dot um, So yeah, and then there's there's also you know it gives you an idea about what I, what I do um talks about what what i, I and you know i've got a, an email list as well so anyone that wants to know a bit more there's a, there's a few few little mini gifts type thing that i can offer out so awesome but yeah so I'll, I'll
0: pop that, that link in yeah brilliant thank you so much it's been a pleasure
1: yes thank you mills
0: it's nice I to hear actually it. yeah it's nice to learn more about what you do and um a little bit more about you which yeah. is awesome thank you
1: well thanks for the, thanks for the time. Yeah.
0: No worries. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much. And please do subscribe and share Soul Leaders.